This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. All right, it is hour three of New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, and it's time for my locks of the week. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right, time for my locks of the week. Again, last week, gave you a little extra s- special sauce um, and went three and one. So had four for you last week. Uh, 35 and 18 on the season, which puts us at 66%. And I've got three plays for you today. Uh, let's start with my teaser. They've been winning. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to tease them up to 13 and a half. So that Lion line right now, say that five times fast, um, is, is, is at seven and seven and a half in some places. So you can find it at seven and a half. I'm just going to throw that out there. Make sure you do that. I always say shop around. So uh, you can get it at seven and a half. So I'm going to take those six points, Amani, and I'm going to tease the Lions up to plus 13 and a half. I think the Lions are going to win outright. So the fact that I can get them starting the game already up 13 and a half points, yeah. I'm all about it. Okay. Then I'm going to take, take those six points and I'm going to use that towards the Ravens, Kansas City over. And so I'm going to tease that over down to 38 points. So at the end of the Ravens and Kansas City game, combined, those points combined have to be over 38 points for this to win. And both those things have to hit. So Lions plus 13 and a half and the Ravens, Kansas City over 38 points combined. Your thoughts? Oof, that Ravens game. I guess you're right. It's probably going to be a defensive struggle. Uh, 38. Ooh, that's, that's a real low score. I, I, that's the only one that I'm concerned about. But yeah, so wait, I, I don't so wait, time out. I'm, I'm saying, but this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to, it's, I, I'm, I'm saying that it's going to be over. Yeah. So when you, when you, oh, combine, it's going to be over. Okay. I right. You. When I you, you combine the two teams final score and you add them up, it's going to be over 38 total points. Got you. I thought it was, I thought you were doing the under. Okay. So you got the over on that. You got the Lions mm-hmm. with a lot of points. I mean, I don't think they need all those points. You should put it more to the under. The over well, no, under. you, I, I, you, you have six. You, you can, you, you play six one way or the other. For both. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's you. so you get you, you. So teasers, you can do a six point teaser. You can do a six and a half point teaser. You can uh-huh. do a ten point teaser. You can do a thirteen point teaser. But so, that's only for. Don't you split the teaser between the two games though? Yeah, so so I'm taking so you get six, you could use six twice. Okay, so you so, can't use so, six. You can't use twelve once. No. Okay, gotcha. That 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 could be fun, but no, you use six twice. So mm. I'm using six to tease the Lions up to plus thirteen and a half, and I'm using the other six to tease the Ravens Kansas City over down to thirty eight. It gotcha. is at forty. It is at forty four. Okay. The odds makers have it at 44. I'm going to use the six to tease it down to 38. Follow okay. me? Yeah, I got you. That's, a, that's okay. solid right there. Okay, that's really good. Solid. All right, I so think the Lions so... are going to win, so I'm all, I'm all for, for the Lions. Wow, we're both on the Lions. I freaking mm-hmm. love it. Okay, so that's 
lock number one, or, or yeah, lock, lock, lock number one is that teaser. Lions and the Ravens, Kansas City, um, over. Um, lock number two is Lamar Jackson, 60, if not more, rushing yards. Um, this is, Lamar Jackson has 100 rushing yards in four of his last five playoff games. This is a Kansas City Chiefs team that blitzes a lot, and you would know this better than anyone. Oof, what good. happens when a team blitzes? Typically, more times than not, they play man, which means DB's backs will be towards Lamar Jackson. And when that happens, he tucks it and he runs. Keep in mind, they're missing two running backs. So they still have Gus Edwards and, and just, Justice, Justice Hill. Uh-huh. But since, um, uh, and, and their names escape me, uh, but since they've had some injuries to their running backs, yeah. Lamar Jackson really has become their lead ball carrier. So I'm going to go Lamar Jackson, 60 yards, if, 60 yards or more um, as my second lock. I like that. I like that. I think he's going he's gonna to be on today. He's going to be mm-hmm. at his best. And I think he's going to stay in the pocket. And I think he's going to try and uh, operate the offense as best as he possibly can. But if things start going sideways, it's going to be Lamar trying to take over a game like only he really can. So, and last, I've saved my best for last. And this is going to be my best bet on ESPN Bet today, which, by the way, shameless plug, not so shameless. I'll be on ESPN 2 from noon to 1, and we always end the show with our best bets. And so by listening to this program here, uh, I'm giving you um, a heads up. Earlier bird gets the worm. And you want to jump on these lines now, by the way, because as we get closer to kickoff, these lines are going to change, and depending on where the money's flowing, uh, the number could go up. So right now, I'm going to get Jamar Gibbs, Jameer mm-hmm. Gibbs, mm-hmm. over 47 and a half rushing yards. Okay. And I, I did a deep dive here, and, and follow me, because this is why I think the Lions are going to win. So Jameer Gibbs runs a lot of outside zone, and that is a huge problem for the 49ers. They allow five yards per carry and rank 31st in the NFL when teams run an outside zone running scheme against them. Now, here's number two. It gets worse when they run a pull lead run concept. And the Lions run that type of run concept 43% of the time when Gibbs is on the football field. They run it out of, out of a three wide receiver set. And the 49ers, 10th worst defense against a pull lead they're giving up 5.3 yards per carry. So I think what Gibbs is able to do and what he brings to the backfield for the Lions goes well in regard to what the 49ers defense does not do well. So I think to get him at 47, over 47 and a half rushing yards, I think he crushes that. We saw Aaron Jones put up over 100 last week against the 49ers using the same type of outside zone concept. So this is my best bet today. Gibbs over 47 and a half rushing yards. I really like this one because of what Aaron Jones did last week. I was shocked that Aaron Jones got uh, so many yards and he was such a dominant player for so long in that game. Uh, I thought the game was pretty much over because Aaron Jones was running the clock out. But um, yeah, so I think Jameer Gibbs along with Dave Montgomery, both of these guys, you know, they really complement each other well. And I think they're going to be tough for this Niner defense to, to stop. Uh, and and, that, and that's like I said, that's why I have the, the fighting Dan Campbells of Detroit, the Detroit Lions. 
There you go. Uh, so that's my third lock for today. So just to recap, again, the Lions plus 13 and a half and the Ravens, uh, Kansas City over 38, two-team, six-way teaser. Uh, that's lock number one. Lock number two, Lamar Jackson, 60 rushing yards, if not more, today against Kansas City and Gibbs over 47 and a half rushing yards. My three locks for this AFC NFC championship weekend. Um, you know, any, any other, and I, I'm sure you haven't looked at, uh, I'm sure you haven't looked at, um, the, uh, the, the lines. I know it's not what you do, yeah. but you know, are, are there any other players out there in, on these four teams that you think are going to have to have a really, really big game uh, in order for them to win, like are there are there uh, is there another like I like Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon yeah. Ayuk is going to have a big game. Like are, are there are there any other players out there that you really like? I, I really for, for the Niners to win. I grew up a Niner fan, so for the Niners to win, I think Debo Samuel's is going to have to have uh, a special game. He's going to have to make an impact bigger than he did last week, and uh, so so I think uh, that's a big one. Um, I also think. The way you really attack this Niners defense, I mean, excuse me, this uh, Detroit Lions defense is through the air. So Brock Purdy is going to have to have a, a great game. So is Kittle. Like all these, they're going to have to throw the football. I don't think they're going to be able to win this game running the football consistently with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I've, I've got one more. And, and again, this isn't, this isn't a lock. Uh, I just, this is this, I think this is a sneaky good play. Because uh, you've got Mark Andrews, who's who's coming back, and I think a lot of attention is going to be placed on him. But this is his first game back in quite a while, and I think it's pretty significant. I think it's pretty amazing that he's going to be able to suit up and play today. I like Isaiah Likely anytime touchdown for the Baltimore Ravens, and you mm. can get that at, at plus three twenty-five. Which Amani means for every one hundred dollars you put down, if he scores a touchdown, you get three hundred twenty-five dollars back. Wow! Uh, the Ravens have a package. Uh, that Kansas City is not seen, and that's the twelve personnel. You know, we oh, both of them out know, there the, at the same time. Exactly. Uh, you know, this is we've seen likely the last few weeks with Mark Andrews on the bench really thrive, develop some really good chemistry with uh, Lamar Jackson. Now you get them both out there, no, show show the Kansas City Chiefs and that defense a different look that they haven't seen with the twelve personnel with likely and Mark Andrews. All the attention on Mark Andrews, and rightfully so, use him as a decoy. Uh, this is likely he has six touchdowns in six games. Yeah. Six touchdowns in six games. Yeah. And the fact that you can get that at plus 325, I, I think that's a sneaky good play. No, that sounds really good. That's so interesting because that's what Gronk and um, uh, Hernandez were. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember, remember the tight end position for a while was like getting phased out. They were going these more three wide out, 11 personnel type of, type of situations. And then when everybody saw how Bill Belichick brought back this 12 personnel and how hard it is because it's a run for it's a run strong formation but if you have two pass catch you go two tight ends with with really good pass uh receiving ability mm-hmm. then you have you have a legitimate quandary like what are you going to do on defense are you are you going to stack for the run or the pass because they can do both out of either such either out of the 12 personnel don't you Tough. think it's an, um, don't you think it's amazing how well the the Ravens draft court, draft tight ends? You know, Darren Waller was drafted by the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. Of course, they had Todd Heap. Of course, they had Shannon Sharp. I mean, they uh, have, now they have now they have Mark Andrews. They yeah, have but, Isaiah Likely. They drafted Hurst. Yeah. Who? But Ozzie Newsom's uh, there. Like he's one of the best tight ends ever. 
you know, of course he knows that if I pick a tight end. He it's is, true. Well, he, he, well he he's retired, everything. and now it's, it's, it's Eric DaCosta, but Eric DaCosta yeah, but obviously learned from, from Ozzy for many, 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 many years. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. but Ozzy still, I mean, Ozzy still has an office there, I'd imagine, right? He's not totally out on the curb. He's not in, uh, on, on vacation in Cancun. I'm sure he plays some kind of role in there. No, he's, he's, his, his passion is Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's living in Alabama right now oh, and helping Alabama bad. and helping Alabama do some stuff. I don't well, know. Who they, knows? Maybe, well, I mean, maybe they might be back. No, they they just lost their head coach. They got blasted by Michigan, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alabama guy. They got to go back to the drawing board and a banjo down there. They got to figure out. Something. <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> Are you surprised that Nick Saban retired? Was that surprising to you? It was. It was very surprising. But the new landscape of college football and how you have to constantly recruit outside your team, on your team, and then recruit off of other teams. I mean, the job must be so much harder than it ever has been. Because um, NIL in the, in the transfer portal, you can't just say, hey, look, you're going to sit here until you get it right. They're going to be like, you want me to sit on the bench? Okay, I'll be off on playing on another team next week. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like that, but. <laughs> Yeah, they could, they, yeah, it's really like, you know, free agency where there's no real, you're not really signing a contract. You're just kind of week to week. Um, last one for you before we take a break and we come back and, and we'll find out the keys to the game for the Lions 49ers from Amani coming your way next. Uh, and that is, of course, Harbaugh no longer with Michigan and he's mm-hmm. going to the, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so first, first things first, curious to get your thoughts in, in regard to Michigan moving forward, mm-hmm. but also like I'm thrilled for Justin Herbert. I think Harbaugh is going to do, because here, I think Justin Herbert should be in the conversation with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and he's not. And he's not because the Chargers lose every year. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Harbs can do in LA with the Chargers and and see what he can do to really, uh, you know, legitimize Justin Herbert's career. Agree or disagree? I mean, I agree, but I don't. We don't know what Jim Harbaugh's deep down thinks of Justin Herbert. Like, I I love Justin Herbert. I think he's one of the best quarter, young quarterbacks there is out there to, uh, this now. But you know, he just finds a way to lose. They find a way to lose all the time. And sometimes it was because of their coach. Sometimes it's because of him. I just it's just. I expected more out of him so uh, in in his career so far. I really like him as a player, but he needs some direction. But you don't know what that new coach, what Jim Harbaugh thinks of him. You know, there are some guys who absolutely you would be surprised. You know, great quarterbacks just actually get hated on by their new guy coming in. They feel like they're the problem, the reason why things are going bad. So I don't think you could automatically just say, you know, that, Interesting. I would you know, think just I like, would just like I would think just that, like Russell that Wilson with, I just, with Sean I, Payton. I w- I just well I I don't I don't put Russell Wilson in the same category as Justin Herbert. I, I would think that Justin what? Herbert. Russell no, Wilson I, won a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert as as went to one playoff game. I, I I would take Justin Herbert seven days a week and twice on Sunday over Russell Wilson. Um, now I, or I, like when they were both young? Because when they were both young, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, listen. I, I, my point being here is that I think I think Justin Herbert was uh, a caveat as to why coaches wanted wanted to go there and and wanted the job with the opportunity to work with him and coach him, as opposed to uh, I could take him or leave him. 
just my two cents. We'll we'll see how it all <laughs> we'll see how it all play, it all wow. Out. It's just it's just weird how like he's gotten I, I he's gotten a lot like I love him, but he's gotten so much love for doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like he's done nothing in the league except blow a, a huge playoff lead and lose to the Raiders one year and not get into the playoffs. And now all of a sudden he's like the next thing, best thing since sliced bread. Let him earn it. Like I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but let him earn it instead of just handing him the keys and giving him a gold jacket when he really hasn't done anything in the NFL. We'll see. We'll see what Harbs does for him in his career. Um Next year, it's, it's going to be a really fun division to watch, right? With Sean Payton in Denver, Harbs uh, with the Chargers, of course, Andy Reid and Mahomes with Kansas City, and now Antonio Pierce yeah. uh, solidifying, solidifying that head coaching job with the Raiders. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. We had Mike Tannenbaum, who was on with us until 945. Uh, he's pulling double duty today as well. He's all over SportsCenter, so make sure you tune in. And I'll be on ESPN Bet coming your way from noon to one today. Guess what T-shirt I'm wearing on the show? Amani. Ravens. No. Not a Raven shirt? Pickleball shirt. <laughs> a pickleball shirt? No. Um, I'm, I'm wearing Gibbs because I, I really I, like... Oh, Jameer Gibbs. I, I am. I am. Because I feel like he's going to be the most important part of this Lions team upsetting the 49ers today. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think Jameer Gibbs, along with um, um, David Montgomery they're going to have to be the reason why this team wins because I just don't really trust, um, you know, uh, I don't really trust Jared Goff being able to uh, win the game all by himself, even though he's had a phenomenal season. I just feel like when it comes down to all, uh, this team is going to have to, you know, they're going to have to run the ball, control the clock, and keep the San Francisco 49ers offense with, uh, uh, with some of their pass catchers uh, off the field uh, because I think I think the, the Lions are going to have to run the ball and the Niners, the key to their victory, the key to the victory for the Niners is they're going to have to get Debo Samuel the ball. They're going to have to get Ayuk the ball. They're going to have to get George Kittle the ball and exploit the weakness of this Detroit Lions team, which is that secondary. So let's take a look really quick. Um, Again, just the 49ers and the Lions and, and where they look health-wise. So, um, 
Christian McCaffrey has been dealing with a quad issue. If you recall, go back to last week's game when they were going up against the Green Bay Packers. You saw him on the sideline with that Theragun. Have you ever used that that before? Yeah, I have. I don't, I don't, I mean, it works. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if it works during the game. You know what I mean? Like that would agitate it more. And I think it would cause more swelling. I, I don't know why that they would do that during the game. Well, they were doing it. He was doing it. I mean, he was going to town with that bad boy. Like, man, that was they. They was a, that was aggressive on the sideline of treatment. I don't think I've ever I, seen something, anything like that. Debo Samuel is expected to be active. How attractive will he be? He's gonna. He's playing with a bum shoulder. So here, I, I actually I think there's a chance that he's going to be a decoy, and and also you know he's utilized out there helping with, with the rushing attack, blocking downfield. I, I mean, you would know better than I, Amani. you know, do you want to, as a wide receiver, do you want to be out there, um, you know, trying to, to, to block with a bum shoulder? I would imagine that would hamper things a little bit. The only, only way it would hamper it is if he, if it hurt his range of motion. You know, I mean, if you can move your, your arm all over, it's going to be fine. Can he take a hit? That's the real thing. When he puts his arms up to catch a football and somebody hits you in your shoulder, that's when you really realize it. And shoulders hurt. Like, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts just to breathe when you have an a, a AC joint in your shoulder. It's not, oh, it's just your shoulder. His shoulder is connected to the rest of your body, and it affects the way you play. So you learn how to play hurt. It's hard to, for a receiver who's, who's – who's, um, really has to contort their body in all different directions to feel comfortable contorting your body when you know your shoulder is uh, – you have a bum shoulder. So I think it's a really big deal for a receiver. Shoulders, hands, ankles, everything. There's nothing really that you can have as a receiver that hurts that's not going to affect your game. As for the, uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions, uh, good news for them that their center, Frank Ragnow – is going to play. Uh, he's real beat up. I mean, and listen, at this stage in the game, everybody is. But uh, there were some question marks heading into this matchup because he's such an important part of that offense, especially the way that they run the football. So Frank Ragnow is going to be active, but let's keep in mind he is a little banged up. Other than that, uh, pretty much this Detroit Lions team is 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 pretty healthy. So um, you, you gave us the 49ers keys to the game. Uh, again, we're, we're both liking Detroit. What do you feel the one thing that Detroit needs to do, keys to the game for Detroit in order to win? Oh, it's Ragnow. He's going to have to, um, him and that offensive line, collectively as a group, have to dominate Bosa and Chase and, and, and get these run game, run game going. And that's going to even it out so that when they do their play action passes, which Jared Goff is very good at, one of the best ball fakers in, in the league, um, so I think that that's going to be it's going to slow down their linebackers to taste. Uh, and if they if the Detroit Lions are if they're going to win this game, Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are going to have to have huge games. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Let's bring in Rich Samini, who does a phenomenal job always covering the, He's always uh, on time. The Jets. He is always on time, not like Madonna. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rich, how you doing? Good morning. How's everyone doing? Championship Sunday. Absolutely. One of the best yeah, days of hey, the year. Really quick, before we start talking X's and O's, uh, just talking about pickleball, the pickleball video of Zach Wilson uh, went viral. Dude's better at pickleball than he is at football, Rich. What's up with that? Uh, I happened to see that uh, video. Yeah, he looked pretty good uh, at that, that. Are you going to recruit him for your team now, Anita? Is that uh, – is he uh, He might be looking for a no, team. No, my partner's soon, Imani. So. My partner's yeah. Imani. I'm not, oh, I'm not bailing me? on Rich, Imani. He's my guy. Me? You're trying to replace no. me already? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But I, I'm curious, you know, does... I don't, does... I don't mean to cause any divisiveness <laughs> between you two, so I, 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 I didn't want to go there. But, uh, yeah, that one video, Zach looked like he was a pretty uh, pretty adept at pickleball. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Does Woody own a pickleball, professional pickleball team? Those those teams are worth uh, about $20, 22000000 million right now. Well, maybe he should look into it. Yeah, and he just transferred Zach's contract over to his pickleball team. <laughs> Salary cap yeah. relief. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, the Jets would do that in a heartbeat if they could. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh my gosh! All right. Uh, so, so bring us up to speed. It's about it's it's around that time. Uh, you know, uh, co- new coaches are being hired. Um, so, what what's the latest in in that regard when it comes to the Jets? Yeah. So, uh, you know, relatively speaking, they've been pretty quiet considering all the big moves around the league. We all know Robert Sala is keeping his three coordinators, uh, Hackett, Ulbrich, and Boyer. So the major news, there's been no major news, but he did make one change and that's been pretty quiet about this, but you know, they're going to hire Tony Dews, uh, former Titans assistant coach to be their running backs coach. They, uh, replaced Taylor Embry, who was on Salah's original staff in 2021, actually one of the few remaining guys on offense from the original staff, but he's no longer there. And so Tony Deuce, who's, who's a very well-respected coach, has a lot more experience than Embry. He comes in, and it's really like this Tennessee connection, this Tennessee pipeline on the Jets coaching staff is really interesting. You know, we know last year they brought in Keith, uh, Todd Downing and Keith Carter, to coach uh, essentially the quarterbacks in the offensive line, and now they're bringing in Deuce. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Moore, is, is he could be coming too. You know, the former Jets wide receiver who was coaching receivers for Tennessee. I know he's been interviewing around also with Jacksonville. He's a really good receivers coach, but I think some Jets fans are like, what the heck, why are we bringing all these Tennessee coaches? Tennessee hasn't been a good team for a couple of years. Again, it's, it's, it's connections. That's the way the business goes. Todd Downing has a lot of uh, influence on the Jets staff, and he's bringing some of his guys with him from Tennessee. So that's why you're seeing uh, that trend. So when you're looking at the Jets, what do you think their, their biggest need is for next season in terms, of, uh, in terms of the draft, in terms of free agency? Where, are they, where do you th- anticipate some major offseason moves to take place? Amani, uh, line, line, and line. Offensive mm-hmm. line, you know, t- t- top to bottom. They got to, especially at tackle. 
I think when you're we're talking about the interior, they have some uh, pieces there. But when you're talking about tackle, the Jets did not perform well at tackle last year. Uh, Makai Becton had some good moments early in the year, you know, toward midseason, but things got a little sideways toward the end. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. And, you know, based on, you know, from what I hear, I, I don't think there's a, a real good chance he's back with the Jets. Um, Dwayne Brown will likely retire. He'll be a free agent. Um, you know, so they, they have needs at tackle. Um, so they need two tackles, two starting tackles to come in. I think they'll sign one in free agency. Uh, and, of course, with that 10th pick, I think they'll be in a great position to draft an offensive tackle. You've got a 40-year-old quarterback who's coming off a major injury who, quite frankly, even before his injury last year, wasn't moving nearly as well as he did during the prime of his career, which is what, which is what you would expect, you know, for an older player. But they need to do everything they can to give Rodgers the best chance to succeed, and that starts with securing your left and right tackle situations. Absolutely. Uh, again, Rich Samini joining us. Also, more importantly, and again, don't mean to be a negative Nelly here, but God forbid uh, there's another injury next year. Uh, do you feel that this Jets team learned their lesson this year in regards to the quarterback situation? Uh, any any more um, insight in, in regard to a backup quarterback who they would pursue? Well, of course, just getting back to what I said about the Tennessee connection, you know, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a free agent. And, you know, I think if, you know, if he doesn't have a starting – now, he's an interesting guy because he might have a, a starting opportunity elsewhere. You know how this game of musical quarterbacks goes. I mean, it, once the dominoes start falling, I guess a guy like Russell Wilson might start the domino chain. You know, once he gets a team, then everything will fall into place. And if, if Ryan Tannehill is left standing when the music stops for a starting job, then I think the Jets would explore that uh, for a backup-type situation. And they absolutely have to go out and get a veteran backup. I think we've talked about this many, many times. You know, Zach Wilson and the Jets, I, I expect, will be parting ways in the coming weeks. And so they need to – yes, they learned a very hard lesson in Nita last year by what happened. So they're going to go out and get a veteran. The problem is – when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who we know is not going to ever get benched, the only way he's going out is if he gets hurt, it's hard to get a top-shelf sh- top backup to come in knowing that you're probably never going to play. You know? And so to get a Tannehill or to get a, a Gardner Minshew, that's a tough one. You know? So you might have to settle for a little lower-tier guy. I think a Jacoby Brissett would be a good signing for mm. the Jets. I know the Jets like him they've seen him the last couple of years he started against them in cleveland a couple of years ago and then he did a really good job coming off the bench this this season on christmas eve almost brought washington back from that huge deficit uh when they when they benched howell in that game so uh, i think Kobe Brissett would be the, a, guy, a guy to keep an eye on as a realistic possibility what about the best athletes on the field the wide receiving core Garrett Wilson obviously <laughs> I, I mean I mean am I telling a lie no I'm joking um but you know obviously Garrett Wilson is is a you know a top flight kind of guy but I one thing I know about wide receivers is you don't, if you have one you have none you need two to offset so that teams have to pick and choose which person they're going to try and game plan for if they even are so who do you think they could bring in? Because obviously Alan Lazar did not do what they expected of him. And um, uh, Jason Brownie, I don't know if he's the guy that they really feel like is going to be 
uh, able to or Xavier Gibson. I don't know if they're really going to be guys that can really offset what Garrett Wilson can do. Yeah, I think those guys there are four and five type receivers. The Jets really need a, a two and a three. Um, so, yeah, that, other than offensive line, I would say that's their biggest need. Uh, now, there are some big names in free agency, but you know what happens, Amani. I mean, these guys will re-sign, like Mike Evans. I mean, of course, the Jets would love to have Mike Evans, but I think there's a really good chance he re-signs with Tampa. Um, you know, Pittman's going to be out there. He had a really good year, but they'll probably re-sign him or tag him, and the same with T. Higgins. So teams don't let good players walk out of the building. So that's why it's going to be a watered-down receiving pool in, in free agency. I think a guy like a, a Calvin Ridley could be an interesting option. Um, you know, he came on, you know, he had a good year with uh, Jacksonville. He came on towards the end. Uh, he's a good receiver. He's 30 years old, so I think you can get a couple of good years out of him. He'd probably be a more realistic option. But, they have, and you know, there's always the draft, you know. If they don't get a receive, uh, an offensive lineman with the 10th pick, you know, the Jets are lucky because their two biggest needs this year, receiver and offensive line, are the two strongest position in the draft. Mm. So the Jets are catching a break from that respect. I mean, there's going to be some really good receivers there at 10, you know, or an offensive tackle. So the, the, the strength of the Jets draft plays to the Jets' needs. And so you're right. You can't go with Alan Lazard as your number two again. He's got to be your three at best, maybe even a four. So they need to go out and add some playmakers because Garrett Wilson is uh, he, he draws too much coverage. Yeah. You know, when, yeah, when he draws point. extra yeah. coverage, the offense, yeah, I mean, the offense just kind of stalled. I mean, they did develop Brees Hall as a really good receiver out of the backfield. It took him a while to figure that out, but once they finally did, he became a weapon out of the backfield. But you can't rely on a, on a running back, you know, as, as your number two option. They do need something at tight end or wide receiver to, you know, to compliment Garrett Wilson. Um, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Rich, two last questions for you from me. Number one is Bill Belichick doesn't look like he's going to find a landing place this year, uh, is going to be sitting back, and uh, I think a lot of head coaches are going to be looking over their shoulder for 2025. Uh, do you think the Jets and Robert Sala could be one of them? Yeah, you know, I was looking – just before I went on with you guys, I was looking through teams that might be looking for a head coach next year, and I counted at least eight. You know, so Jeez. there's there's like eight coaches who are going to be on the hot seat, including you know the Jets and Giants coach. You know, so Belichick to the Jets, I think there's a better chance of him coaching like Nantucket High School, and I don't even know if there's a high school at on Nantucket where he has a home, but you know that's not going to happen. I mean, I think the Giants would be a much more realistic possibility because of his affinity for that organization and the Mara family. You know, that is certainly a, a talking point. But there is no chance that Billy Belichick is going to be coaching the Jets. There's just too much. There's too much history. There's too much mm-hmm. bad history, and he despises the Jets. And so, there'll be opportunities for him next year, I believe. I mean, not only the Giants, but you're talking maybe Philadelphia. You know, Dallas maybe Buffalo, you know, organizations that are further along than the Jets are in terms of getting to a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I've seen it pop up on some Internet stuff. It's, I, I don't see it as a realistic possibility at all. And last one for you. Um, are you in the room when it happens in regard to uh, Saturday's discussion with the uh, Hall of Fame? You're in the room, aren't you? 
No, no, I'm not in the room. I mean, I, you know, I know I have pretty good sources in the room, so... Well, um, but well, uh, let, let me ask you, let me ask you then, because this was a hot topic uh, on my show yesterday, and that is Eli Manning in consideration into Canton for 2025. So that discussion will happen on Saturday morning in Las Vegas. A few guys ahead of him, um, you know, Luke. No, he's next I, year, Anita. He's, he's the following is, year. Yeah, she said 2025. Yeah, 2025. Yeah, next year. Yeah. No, I, he's, he's not eligible this year. He's eligible next year. So uh, the class, the, uh, the t- this year's class that will be announced in a couple of weeks, that's already been determined. No, no, so, I know that. But, 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 but what I'm saying is on Saturday morning, right, the, the right. NFL beat writers will go into a room and will discuss and argue for players for 2025. And Eli Manning will be one of those guys, right? No, he, they, that meeting has already taken place. They don't, they don't hold it the day before the Super Bowl anymore. They actually held it virtually uh, about a week ago. And oh, so this, then, oh so do, already then, know. then do tell. Yeah, the class has already been determined for this year. I think it gets a, it gets announced the end of the night of the NFL Honors. You know, much like it did last year with Joe Klecko and Darrell Revis. Uh, yes, for many, many, many years, for decades, they met the day before the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, on Saturday and, uh, morning, Saturday. right? Yeah. So, and Eli is not even up for discussion this year. He'll be up at next year, which will be it'll be a fascinating uh, discussion next year. Uh, he will be the headline. Uh, nominee for next year because it'll be his first year of eligibility but no he's not in this year's class there are no quarterbacks this year next year things get really interesting with Eli who you know and I've only talked to a few of the voting members so I this is like not like it'll be a really interesting discussion you know on Eli I think most Jets you know not Jet fans most New York fans would say yeah absolutely no-brainer first ballot two-time Super Bowl MVP I know Amani probably feels the same way absolutely but, you know, there are some people who, who look to his regular season record and say that's not Hall of Fame worthy. So uh, I'm just repeating from what I've heard from people in the room uh, who will be in the room when he's up for discussion. But Eli's time is next year. So okay. I, I think he'll well, probably I, get I, in the first time. Right. But it's not as – yeah, that'll be next year's discussion. They'll be talking about him. Uh, next uh, next January when they get around to next year's class. Interesting. I thought they'd be talking about him this year. All right, uh, Rich, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Always. All right. Anytime, guys. Enjoy the game. You got it. Take care. Right. You got it. Uh, Rich Samini, make sure you check out his podcast, Flight Deck, uh, however you consume your podcast. My bad. I-, I thought that I thought the discussion for those that are eligible to enter into Canton for 2025 would happen uh, this week, so yeah, that's makes, my. I mean, that's what that's what it used to usually. It that's used what it to used be to be. Way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've already had that discussion, and now they're um, they're gonna. They haven't announced it yet. Right. Okay. Now back to New York Game Day with a money tumor, Mike Tannenbaum and Anita Marks. In a material world, and I am a material girl. You know it. I can't wait. Going to Madonna tomorrow, Amani. Woo! She, she is. Yep. She's great. So it's she's her great. farewell. It's her farewell tour. So it's like it's like this. It's, you know, all the things. I like Like a Prayer. That was a good song. Yeah. No choice. And then Vogue. Like, she was hot for so Vogue, long. Vogue. Vogue. 
Vogue. Yeah, and so for like five years, I lived on South Beach. Yeah, oh, she made South Beach. Like, like from, yeah, so, from the rest of the um, world, South so, Beach was known for when Madonna moved down there. I used to like, I used to swing in those circles. Uh-oh. Oh, I got stories. Uh-oh. One day, one day I'm going to write a book. You when should. it's all said and done, and I'm about to retire, and I could give up about anything. Yeah. This girl's going to write a book about yep. the NFL. Madonna. Madonna. South Beach. South Beach. Pickleball world champion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Your mouth hey. to God's ears. Hey, uh, hey. hey listen, know. New York Game Day brought to you by uh, Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. You can guarantee that. We got two minutes left in the show. We're handing the baton over to uh, Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs. Uh, they're going to pick it up where we leave off. So uh, first things first, let's go with your score prediction for Kansas City and the Baltimore Ravens. What do you got? Kansas City, 17, the Ravens, 38. Woo! Yeah, 38-17. They're going to blow them out. It's not going to be close. I like it. Um, that's a lot. Uh, I, just think I, I, I just think the Ravens are such an, a problem on mm-hmm. offense. And oh, then their are. defense is just... That's a lot of points. So 38 points, that, that, that hits my teaser. Uh, just by the Ravens. Just the yeah, Ravens. just yeah. by the Ravens alone. Um, I'm going to go Ravens... Hmm, I'm going to go Ravens 28 and, uh, and Kansas City. I'm going to go Ravens 28, Kansas City 21. I think it's going to come down to like a last-minute drive where Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes are going to have to drive down the field with less than two minutes and score a touchdown to force it into overtime. And wah, 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 interception, Marlon oh. Humphrey. That's what I think is going to happen. You know it would be great if it was the exact same situation but reversed. Can Lamar run the two-minute offense and uh, you know, when he has to you know, uses you know, no. I don't need that, that kind stuff. of stress. I don't need I, that kind of stress around six p.m. tonight. But I uh, love Detroit. It. I want Lamar to get all his flowers. Everybody's still like, he's done so 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 many amazing things, and people are like, I hear well, you. I hear you. We've got thirty seconds. Know. We've Go we've got thirty seconds, real got quick. You. Detroit and the 49ers. You and I are both on Detroit. We both like Detroit to win straight yes. up. Yes. What's your score? I got Detroit twenty-eight, San Francisco twenty. Four. Ditto. I'm thinking. I'm thinking 28-24. I'm thinking 24-21. Something like that. Detroit wins in a close one. Uh, Amani, love working with you, my friend. Big shout out to our producers, Tom and Joe. Great job today. Stay tuned. Uh, you've got Ty and Brandon Jacobs coming your way next, right here on 98.7 ESPN.